Hello friends and families, listeners all around the world and subscribers. Welcome to my audio podcast. And on this episode, I just want to talk about the blood of Jesus. You know, as we are in the week of our Passover celebration and Christians all around the world will be gathering in their various places of fellowship to just talk and uh, celebrate the, the, birth, the death rather and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So hence I felt, uh, why don't I share my interpretation of the blood of Jesus. And to start with, I would like to say the blood of Jesus is not for us to cover ourselves with or to use in prayer or for casting out demons. The blood was not shed for our protection from demons or from evil. It was shed for our protection from God's wrath against sin. I will explain this and demonstrate with scripture. My only request is that when I have clearly proven that we have been using the blood is wrong, please do not resist change. The word of God tells us that we deceive ourselves if we remain as hearers of the word and never ascend into the position of being doers. After listening and understanding this, please renew your mind through the word and start working in the correct and accurate understanding of the use of the blood of Jesus. The first and necessary thing to understand is, why did Jesus die? 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7, it reads, You must remove the old yeast of sin so that you will be entirely pure. Then you will be like a new batch of dough without any yeast. As indeed I know you actually are, for our Passover festival is ready, now that Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Now here he tells us that Christ is our Passover lamb, which is sacrificed for us. What is he talking about? To understand this, you must remember that the Old Testament was a shadow of the reality that would be fulfilled in Christ. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you study the scriptures because you think that in them you will find eternal life. And these very same scriptures, they speak about me, which is found in John chapter number 5 verse 39. Now, this means the scrolls that the Pharisees were reading from the book of Genesis to Malachi and other books not included in the Jewish canon, they were all testifying of Christ. Now, from them we can find out why Paul refers to the Christ as our Passover lamb. Now, Passover refers to the lamb and the event in which it was slaughtered by the Hebrews in Egypt. God wanted to pass judgment upon all Egypt to smite the firstborns of every household, so he commanded them to kill a Passover lamb and smear its blood on the outside and top doorposts, so the judgment would not fall upon the Hebrews. Exodus chapter number 12, verse 7 and verse 12 to 13, it reads, the people are to take some of the blood and put it on the doorposts and above the doors of the house in which the animals are to be eaten. On that night, I will go through the land of Egypt, killing every firstborn male, both human and animal, and punishing all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood on the doorposts will be a sign to mark the houses in which you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you and will not harm you when I punish the Egyptians. You will notice that it was God himself who was going to smite Egypt. His judgment was going to be poured out on Egypt by a plague called the destroyer, 
which is an angel that would kill the first bonds of every house that has no blood marked upon it. This explains that the blood of the lamb was not for protection against the demonic forces or for fighting a certain warfare here. It was to protect them from the wrath of God's judgment. Ezekiel chapter number 18 verse 4 it reads, Behold, all souls are mine, as the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sins shall die. Now, the Passover event in the Old Testament was communicating the mystery of how the souls should be saved from God's judgment, as he had already declared that the soul that sins shall die. Everyone born of Adam was automatically made a sinner because of Adam. Thus, we were all destined to die. That is, judgment was upon all our heads. Now, Romans chapter number 5, verse 18 to 19. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Now, Jesus died so that we do not perish. He died so that his death may pay for our sin. Bloodshed is symbolic for death. So we can say that the soul that sins owes blood. It has to pay for their sins by death. Now, Hebrews chapter number 9, verse 22, it reads, and by the law, almost all things were made clean with blood. And without blood, there is no forgiveness. So now, the blood of Jesus was shed as payment for our sins, for the remission of sins committed in the past, present, and future. Matthew chapter number 26, verse 28. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Now, Romans chapter number 7, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Now, we were all sold under sin, but the blood of Jesus Christ would purchase us back, meaning our debt would be paid in full by God's blood. Hence, Acts chapter number 20, verse 28, it says, So, keep watch over yourselves and all over all the flock which the Holy Spirit has placed in your care. The shepherds of the church of God, which he made his own through the blood of his son. We are the church of God, which God has purchased with his own blood. This scripture does not only prove that Jesus is God, but it also tells us why God died on the cross and shed his blood. It was to purchase us to himself from slavery, sin and death. So this establishes the fact that the smearing of blood had nothing to do with protection from the devil's powers and principalities. We have the name of Jesus Christ for that. In fact, we are exalted through Christ into a position that is way higher, far above principalities and powers. We are simply hidden with Christ in God. So we do not need the blood for protection against anything. The blood was to protect us from God himself. Now that he is on our side, we are at peace with him and are in fellowship with him. The blood of Jesus has already protected us from his wrath by buying us unto him. We don't need to invoke the blood for protection anymore.
Let's look at Luke chapter number 10, verse 19, and it says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, do you see that? He gives us authority over all the strength and ability of the enemy. And he tells us, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Why? Because we have authority. And what, what authority is this? But as many as received him, to them he gave them power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. That is in John chapter number 1 verse 12. So the authority that he has given us is sonship. This means that he has given us the legal right to use his signet, the seal of the household of God, which is the name of Jesus. Yes, we become sons by having faith in his name. Therefore, our authority against the devils and darkness is in the name of Jesus, not the blood. Mark chapter number 16 verse 17, it reads, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Now, notice that he says nothing about the blood. The blood is of no use against the enemy. Imagine if in Egypt, the Hebrews would have taken the blood of the Passover lamb and spill it onto the Egyptians to try and kill them. Or if they tried to baptize Pharaoh in that blood so that the blood of the lamb could destroy him because he was their enemy. Would it have worked? Clearly not. So every time you invoke the blood of Jesus against demonic forces, you are just playing. He is our Passover lamb. So his blood served the same purpose as that of the Jews' Passover lamb. You may ask, but the Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony. Then doesn't that mean we are to use the blood as well to fight the devil? Well, that's a very good question. But you see, the problem of the church is lack of understanding of scripture. Because the church doesn't want to respect the rules of basic interpretation. And the church is lazy to study. We always misinterpret the scriptures and make shipwreck. You see, people are lazy, too lazy to read, but ever ready to speak. And I must say, nothing disappoints me more than a Christian who says, Oh, your messages are long, your texts are long, I'm lazy to read or to listen. So, if you are lazy to listen to short teachings, it is clear that you do not read the Bible either. For, if running in a race against men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? If you trip and fall in a safe place, what will you do in a dangerous place? What will you do in the thorn bushes that grow along the Jordan River? The scripture is found in Jeremiah chapter number 12 verse 5. Now, let's explain this passage from the book of Revelation in its proper context, which is Revelation chapter number 12 verse 10 to 11. And it reads, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Now notice something important here. This passage of scripture is not talking about how the saints overcame the power of the devil, 
No, it's talking about how they overcame his accusations by which he accused them before God day and night. Let me make it clear for you. Let's look at the Old Testament, which you already know was the shadow of the reality which is to come upon us in Christ. So, looking at the story of Joshua the high priest, we will find that Joshua represents the church, the royal priesthood, and the messenger angel represents Jesus Christ, who is our advocate. Let's look at how we defeat the devil through the blood. The book of Zechariah chapter number 3, verse 1 and verse 3, it says, Next, the messenger angel showed me the high priest Joshua. He was standing before God's angel, where the accuser showed up to accuse him. Then God said unto the accuser, I, God, rebuke you, accuser. I rebuke you and choose Jerusalem. Surprise! Everything is going up in flames. But I reach in and pull out Jerusalem. Joshua, standing before the angel, was dressed in dirty clothes. The angel spoke to his attendants, Get him out of those filthy clothes. And then said unto Joshua, Look! I have stripped you of your sin and dressed you up in clean clothes. So now in Revelation, we are told of a familiar situation where the brethren were like Joshua, being accused by the accuser day and night. Yet they defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and their testimony. How did they do it? How did that happen? Let me show you how. Remember Joshua's garments were filthy, which is why the devil had something to accuse him about. Now the Lord rebuked the devil and clothed Joshua with clean robes, that is in the same way we as the church defeated the devil by the blood. Now the blood made our robes clean, such as that the enemy's accusations couldn't stand. The Amplified Translation doesn't say they overcame him by the blood, but it says because of the blood. That's important because we did not use the blood to shoot it against the enemy. No, look at what we did. Revelations chapter number 7 verse 14 it reads and I said unto him say thou knowest and he said to me these are they which came out of a great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb this is how we defeat the enemy through the blood by walking in the testimony of what Christ's righteousness now listen to what Revelations chapter number 12 verse 11 says and they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith even when faced death. Now that is in Amplified Translation. First John chapter number 1 verse 7 it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us all from sin so we overcame the devil by walking in the light and keeping our confession of faith in jesus christ not renouncing our faith even in the face of harsh persecution this is what the verse in revelations is talking about he says the devil kept accusing us but because we walk in the light the blood of jesus cleansed us from all sin so the devil had no case against us because he had no proof to back his accusation. He has no evidence against us. Now, we keep on preaching Jesus and confessing his lordship, which is the word of our testimony. We thus overcome the, the accuser. So think about it. 
If overcoming through the blood means we call out the blood against the devil, as in devil, I come against you by the blood of Jesus, then why not include the rest? Why not say, I also come against you through the words of my testimony? So if we use this scripture to justify covering ourselves with the blood and covering our homes and our cars to protect them from accidents, then this is how we should pray. I cover my family with the blood of Jesus and with the word of my testimony. I cover my car with the blood and the word of my testimony. I hide myself and my family in the blood and in the words of my testimony. So now, does this sound right to you? Of course not. It doesn't make any sense. We overcome through our testimony by keeping our confession. We overcome through the blood by walking in light. Have you ever put your money in the offering basket and then later went and received it back when you needed it? No. So how do you suppose you will receive the blood of Jesus back from God to use it as an acid gun against the devils and to spray it around your home? It has been offered to God for your life. Let's listen to what Hebrews chapter number 9, verse 12, verse 14, verse 18, verse 20 to 23, verse 25 to 26, and verse 28, what it says in King James Version. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from death works to serve the living God. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things which in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Know yet, know yet, that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So, in conclusion, dear friends, you cannot enter the heavenly tabernacle to receive the blood of Jesus back from the altar. So, now that you understand, stop sprinkling the blood, stop invoking the blood, stop praying in the name and in the blood, stop covering yourself in the blood, and most of all, stop covering your food with the blood when you give thanks for your meal. The blood of Jesus Christ was offered by God for our lives to protect us from sin. I believe that this message will bless you as you are going to enjoy Easter. Remember, do not harden your heart. Accept the change and allow the word of God to enlarge your thinking and bless you. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I love you.